Welcome to Zichu Dafsi Money Member by Ram Goldhar, and today Mazakas Baba Kama Dafdal, the first parak Arba Avos. The first parak is sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Moshe and Devorah Smith and is dedicated to our courageous soldiers of Saul, the remarkable citizens of Israel, and to all incredible Jewish people. May Kosh Baruch Hu watch over all of us and grant Israel a complete victory over Hamas and the return of all the hostages safely. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gora suggests that Karen, where the animal intends to damage, cannot be derived from Shane, where the damage was unintended. Tosis explains that Karen is more difficult to watch and the owner is less liable. When the Gemara objects that intentional damage is more of a reason to obligate the owner, it attempts to defend its original premise from the damages inflicted by slaves. A slave and slave woman is a not so that although their intent is to damage, their master is nonetheless exempt from paying. Ravashi responds that there's a unique reason to exempt the master for a slave's damages. Perhaps his master will anger him. And in retaliation, he'll go and ignite the grain stack of the master's friend. And it would emerge that he can obligate his master 100 mana every day. Therefore, the rabbi is exempted a master from his slave's damages. Point number two, Rav concludes that according to Rav, short refers to regal and mava refers to shane. The next section of the mission, which says that they cannot be derived from each other, means Regal, whose damage is common, is not similar to Shane, whose damage is not as common. And Shane, where there is physical benefit for the damaging animal from its damage, is not similar to Regal, where there's no benefit for the animal in its damage. According to Shmuel, that sure refers to all types of damages of animals, and Mabu refers to damages of man, the Mishnah means, the short, which pays kofer, meaning it obligates its owner to pay kofer when it kills a person, is not similar to Adam, which does not pay kofer when he kills someone. Intentional killing is punishable by death, and unintentional killing incurs gullus. And man who pays four additional payments when damaging another person, tsar, which is pain, repo, healing, shevis, unemployment, and boshas, embarrassment, is not similar to the shore, which does not have to pay four additional things. And point number three, Rabbi Oshia taught a brisa. Shoshisar avos nazikin. There are thirteen avos nazikin. Shomer chinam vahashoah nosasach vahasocher. The unpaid shomer, the borrower, the paid shomer, and the renter. Nezik sar ripui shevus uboshas. Damages themselves, pain, healing expenses, unemployment, and embarrassment. In addition to the four avos listed by the Mishnah. According to Shmuel, that Mava of the Mishnah refers to Shane. The Mishnah did not list Rabbi Oshia's additional nine avos because it only listed damages inflicted by one's property, not damages inflicted by oneself. According to Rav, that the Mishnah did mention the damages of man with the word Mava. This term is intended to include all of Rabbi Oshia's avos. Rabbi Oshia listed the two types of man's damages separately because one's damages to another person have different payments than those done to property. Rabbi Chia taught a price listing 24 avos, which include different penalty payments, thieves, unrecognizable damages, and the 13 listed by Rabbi Oshia. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara suggests that Karen, where the animal intends to damage, cannot be derived from Shane, where the damage was unintended. Tosis explains that Karen is more difficult to watch and the owner is less liable. When the Gemara objects that intentional damage is more of a reason to obligate the owner, it attempts to defend its original premise from the damages inflicted by slaves. A slave and slave woman is a not so that although their intent is to damage, their master is nonetheless exempt from paying. 
Ravashi responds that there's a unique reason to exempt the master for a slave's damages. Perhaps his master will anger him. And in retaliation, he'll go and ignite the grain stack of the master's friend. And it would emerge that he can obligate his master 100 mana every day. Therefore, the rabbi is exempted a master from a slave's damages. Point number two, Rav concludes that according to Rav, short refers to regal and mabit refers to shame. The next section of the mission, which says that they cannot be derived from each other, means Regal, whose damage is common, is not similar to Shane, whose damage is not as common. And Shane, where there is physical benefit for the damaging animal from its damage, is not similar to Regal, where there's no benefit for the animal in its damage. According to Shmuel, that sure refers to all types of damages of animals, and Mab refers to damages of man, the Mishnah means, the short, which pays kofar, meaning it obligates its owner to pay kofar when it kills a person, is not similar to adam, which does not pay kofar when he kills someone. Intentional killing is punishable by death, and unintentional killing incurs gullus. And man who pays four additional payments when damaging another person, tsar, which is pain, repo, healing, shevis, unemployment, and boshes, embarrassment, is not similar to the short, which does not have to pay four additional things. And point number three, Rabbi Oshia taught a brisa. Shoshisar avos nazikin. There are thirteen avos nazikin. Shomer chinam v'hashoa nosasachar v'asocher. The unpaid shomer, the borrower, the paid shomer, and the renter. Nezik sar ripui shevasuboshes. Damages themselves, pain, healing expenses, unemployment, and embarrassment. In addition to the four avos listed by the Mishnah. According to Shmuel, that Mava of the Mishnah refers to Shane. The Mishnah did not list Rabbi Oshia's additional nine Avos because it only listed damages inflicted by one's property, not damages inflicted by oneself. According to Rav, that the Mishnah did mention the damages of man with the word Mava. This term is intended to include all of Rabbi Oshia's Avos. Rabbi Oshia listed the two types of man's damages separately because one's damages to another person have different payments than those done to property. Rabbi Chia taught a price of listing 24 avos, which include different penalty payments, thieves, unrecognizable damages, and the 13 listed by Rabbi Yoshe. All right, so now we go to our simon daf dalad, and our standard simon is a delet, a door. So here goes. The angry Evid who burnt down the neighbor's front door, only to discover his master was not chayv to pay, was forced to take a course on Azikin and learn why Shane is not like Rego and Ashur is not like Adam, and then memorize a list of 24 avos in Azikin. Once again, in slow motion. The angry Evid who burnt down the neighbor's front door, door, that must be run dav, dala, dala, door. The angry Evid who burnt down the neighbor's front door, only to discover his master, was not chayv to pay, which reminds us, Ravashi explains that there's a unique reason to exempt a master for a slave's damages. Perhaps the master will anger him, and in retaliation, the Evid will go and ignite the grain stock of the master's friend, and it would emerge that he can obligate his master 100 mana every day. Therefore, the rabbi is exempted a master from a slave's damages. So the angry Evid who burnt down the neighbor's front door, only to discover his master, was not chayef to pay, was forced to take a course on Azikin and learn why Shane is not like Regal and Ashur is not like an Adam, which reminds us the Gemara teaches the relative stringencies of Shane versus Regal and Ashur versus Adam. So the angry Evid who burnt down the neighbor's front door, only to discover his master was not chayef to pay, was forced to take a course on Azikin and learn why Shane is not like Regal and Ashur is not like an Adam, and then memorize a list of 24 of Azikin, which reminds the Gemara brings Rabbi Oshia's list of 13 Avos and Rabbi Chia's list of 24 Avos and explains why they weren't included in the Mishnah. 
So once again, the angry Evid who burnt down the neighbor's front door, only to discover his master was had a chayef to pay, was forced to take a course on Ezekiel and learn why Shane is not like Regal and Ashur is not like an Adam, and then memorize a list of 24 of his Nazikin. All right, so now it's time for four blah back Hazara. Daf pay off. So the simon daf pay off is a grandpa. So here goes. The grandpa, grandpa, that must be on daf pay off. The grandpa who was in the city when his wife was in Yuchud at home with a plumber, which reminds us, Rav said Malkin al Yuchud. We administer rabbinical malkas for Yuchud, but do not forbid a married woman to her husband based on Yuchud. Ravashi said that even malkas are not given to a married woman, lest people think she committed adultery and received malkas because the death penalty is not applicable today, and that her children are mumzeri. Rabba said, If her husband is in the city, we're not concerned about Yuchud, since she's afraid that her husband may come at any time. So the grandpa who was in the city when his wife was in Yichud at home with a plumber intended to sin and eat pork, but mistakenly ate lamb. Which reminds us, the Bryce explains the Pasuk, Isha Hafeiram Hashem Yislachla, her husband revoked her nadarim, and Hashem will forgive her, as referring to a woman who violated her nadarim without knowing they were revoked, and it implies she requires forgiveness. Rabbi Kiva would weep when reaching this Pasuk and say, if someone intended to eat pork and lamb's meat came to his hand, meaning he intended to eat non-kosher but mistakenly ate kosher, the Torah says it requires atonement and forgiveness, as evidenced by a woman whose nadarim were revoked, then someone who intended to eat pork and and did all the more so. So the grandpa who was in the city when his wife was in Yuchud at home with the plumber intended to sin and eat pork, but mistakenly ate lamb while visiting his sister alone in her home, which reminds the Mishnah that one may be secluded with his mother or daughter. Ravasi said, a man may be secluded occasionally with his sister, but may not reside alone with her, but he may reside alone with his mother or daughter because he's not tempted to sin with him. Shmuel said, it's forbidden to be secluded with all arrivals in the Torah, even with an animal. Daf Pei Base. So the simmer Daf Pei Base is peanut butter. So here goes. The boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business. Peanut butter? That must be on Daf Pei Base. The boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business, since it was a clean and easy trade, which reminds us in the final mission of the Masech, the Mer says, A person should always teach his son a clean and easy trade, and he should daven to he whom all wealth and possessions belong, for there's no trade that does not include poverty and wealth, because neither poverty nor wealth is a result of a trade. Rather, everything depends on one's merit. So the boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business, since it was a clean and easy trade, who felt bad for his friend whose father worked as a tanner, which reminds us it was taught, Fortune is he who sees his parents in a superior trade. And woe is he who sees his parents in an inferior trade. Similarly, the world requires both perfume merchants and tanners. Fortune is he who is a perfume merchant. And woe is he who is a tanner. So the boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business, since it was a clean and easy trade, who felt bad for his friend whose father worked as a tanner, was jealous of the boy whose father put aside every trade in the world and only taught his son Torah, which reminds us, in a bright Rabbi Nurai says, I put aside every trade in the world, and I only teach my son Torah, because every trade only provides for a person in his youth when he can perform it, but in his old age he's left exposed to hunger. But Torah is not so. It stands by a man in his youth, and gives him a future and a hope in his old age, because he receives reward for previous study, even if he's too sick or old to do so. Dab base. So the simmer dab base is a bias, a house. So here goes. In front of the Nazikin house, house, that must be more in dab base, bias. 
in front of the Nezikin house featuring four rooms for the Arba Ovens Nezikin, which reminds us the mission states that there are Arba Ovens Nezikin, a shore, a boar, a and ever, and then identifies which of them have things in common with each other and which do not. So, in front of the Nezikin house featuring four rooms for the Arba Avos Nezikin, and a list of the totals of Shabbos and Tuma posted on the front door, which reminds us from the term Avos, but called the Ekatodos, it's implied that there are subcategories of damagers which can be derived from the primary damagers. The Gemara asks, Todosen Kiyotzbehen or Lav Kiyotzbehen? Are the subcategories similar to the law, to the primary categories like the totals of Shabbos, or not like the totals of Tuma? So, in front of the Nezikin house featuring four rooms for the Arba Avos Nezikin, and a list of the totals of Shabbos and Tuma posted on the front door, a shore did Nagif with his horns to another shore, which reminds us, the Gemara lists the totals of Karen, damage the goring. We have Nagifa, pushing, Neshicha, biting, Ravitsa, squatting, and Be'ita, kicking. The Gemara asks that just as goring is an Av, because the Torah writes, Ki yigach, if an ox shall gore, pushing should also be considered an Av, since the Torah writes, Ki yigof, if an ox shall push. It answers that the word pushing in the Pusik means goring, striking with horns, as evidenced by the Torah switching to the term goring in the same Pusik. The Gemara explains that goring is used regarding a human victim, whereas pushing is used regarding an animal victim. Because a man has muzzle intelligence, it writes goring because more forceful intent would be required to harm him, as opposed to an animal. Daf Gimel, so the similar Daf Gimel is a Gamal, a camel. So here goes. Nenazikin camel, camel, that must be more in Daf Gimel, Gamal. Nenazikin camel, the damaged property with its regal, while consuming property with its shame, which reminds us, in a bright was taught that the word Mishilach, and he sends forth, refers to damages of regal, and the word Ubir, and it consumes, refers to damages of shame. From the fact that one Pasuk refers to Shane and the other to Regal, we derive that Shane is obligated even where the damage is not complete, because the Pasuk of Regal implies even incomplete destruction, and we derive that Regal pays even where it was not sent, because the Pasuk of Shane implies even such damage. So, Nenazikin camel, the damaged property with its regal, while consuming property with its chain, kicked up some chetzinezik soros, which reminds us that after proving that all the totals are identical to the avos, the Gemara concludes that when Rapapa said that some totals are not identical to their av, he was referring to the total of regal specifically, the chetzinezik soros, the half damages paid for damage caused by pebbles which shot out from the feet of a walking animal, the Hilchas Gemirla, which is learned from a halach of Moshe Misina that it only pays half damages, despite being a told of regal, since it's caused by normal walking. So the Nazikin camel the damaged property with its regal, while consuming property with a chain, kicked up some chatsi Nazik Sroros, which accidentally hit a mava man while he was busy trying to seek forgiveness, which reminds us, Amaraim dispute the meaning of Mava in the Mishnah. Rava says, Mava Zahada, Mava refers to man who damages, and Shmuel says, Mava Zahashain, Mava refers to Shane. Rav's interpretation is based on the passage saying about man, in if you seek forgiveness, seek. Rav holds Tana Shor of a Kolmili The Tana taught ox as a primary damager, which includes all types of ox damages, Karen, Shane, and Rego, so Mava cannot refer to Shane. Shmuel can respond, Tana Shor Karno, Umava Ushino. The Tana taught ox referring to damages done with its horn, and taught Mava referring to damages done with its teeth. Ultimately, Rav will explain that ox refers to Regal, according to Shmuel. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you want if a husband is in the city? We're not concerned about Yichud. That's on Duff. Payoff and condition. Good. Number two, which stuff do you want about Chatzinezik Sforos? That's on Duff. Gimel. Good. Number three, which stuff do we have the question whether Tolosen Kiyotzban or Lav Kiyotzban? That's on Duff.
base. Good number four. Which stuff do we learn about the relative humors of Shane versus Regal and Shore versus Adam? That's on Duff. Dollar. Good number five. Which stuff does the Mishnah list? The Arba Avos Nazikin. That's on Duff. Base. Good number six. Which stuff do you want a person should always teach his son a clean and easy trade? That's on Duff. Pay base. Good number seven. Which stuff do you have a list of 13 and 24? Avos Nazikin. That's on Duff. Dollar. Good number eight. Which stuff? Do we have Malchokas, Rav, and Shmuel, whether Mavet refers to Adam or Shane? That's on Duff. Gimel. Good number nine. Which Duff do we discuss what we learn having Regal and Shane in the same Pusik? That's on Duff. Gimel. Good number ten. Which Duff do we learn the reason why an Adon is not high for his Evid's damages? That's on Duff. Dalad. Excellent. That comes today's year. This is everybody. Ram Gothar from Zikr. Wishing you a great day and great learning.